Hey folks, it's Jesse, the founder of MaxFun. Since we postponed our annual MaxFun drive in mid-March, we have gotten a lot of questions about if and when we'd be rescheduling it. And honestly, we've been asking ourselves the same thing. Well, now we have an answer for you. The 2020 MaxFun drive will start on July 13th. That's coming up soon. We decided to have the drive now because it's always brought a lot of joy and excitement to our community and certainly to us. And to be totally honest, it's also the main source of income for some of our hosts. Like pretty much everything right now, this year's drive is going to be a little different. Uh, we'll still be bringing you very special episodes, fun community activities, premium thank you gifts. But we also know it's a weird time and for some folks, a really difficult one. Some people are in a position to become new or upgrading members. Others can't right now. And that is okay. We'll have ways for you to support MaxFun at every level, including some ways that won't cost you anything. We're also going to run the drive for four weeks instead of two. We didn't think it was a good time to be rushing anybody, and uh, having a longer drive lets us be a little more low-key in our drive pitch. It also gives us more time to do fun stuff, like the weekly live streams we'll be putting on for charity throughout the drive. Most importantly, we want the 2020 Max Fun Drive to highlight all the ways we support each other and our communities. We also want to show how grateful we are to you for making all the work that we do possible. Stay safe. We'll see you July 13th for the Max Fun Drive. The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar. But not too familiar But not too, not familiar It's a new craze And the girls here wanna just say Hey, I wanna Just say, hey, I wanna Hello everybody and welcome to My Brother, My Brother and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy, and you can bite my butt. Whoa, Hachi Machi. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say my name because I don't want people to get me confused with the attitude that Travis just brought to the table. That uh, one was hey, Travis. It's not me. I'm Griffin. Guys, I'm sorry. Real quick, um, I should have talked with you guys about this off mic before I started, but uh, the director called me the my brother my brother me director and the executive producers and stuff and sure. they said that i need to make a heel turn um okay. that, that, that we've been without uh kind of conflict for too long and i've been yeah i've been playing the nice guy for a while now and so i have to do like a heel turn so just kind of if you this has place. been the, so this has been you as the nice guy yeah this is whole been time? me being nice um and oh. now it's time i have to do a heel turn so if you guys could just like play off it and kind of let me be the villain but we've never had to i need to i need to talk to uh cameron crow uh the director of our podcast because like i don't know like i've never had to deal with that energy in the show so i'm not sure how to to how to do that feels hostile we're a little well, i mean yeah that's flying that's the idea that's, right i get yeah that, that's but, the like, point yeah justin and i don't know how to play with that in the space like i love playing in the space but like that doesn't seem like a fun game or well for. maybe we can like find it and I, I like i don't know that i do i have to be mean to you i don't or just like mean i mean people like the general anger sometimes like okay well let's just start we'll just start justin you do like an intro 
Just something. Did that. Anything. I already did that. I already did that. No, no, no. I mean, like, pick a topic or something. Like, hey, have you let's ever noticed? Let's do. Uh, let's do just a general sort of. Uh, well, we did a watch last week. Justin, maybe you can tell us a funny story about kids. Yeah, go for um, it. Okay. Kids well, do silly. Say like kids. Hey, kids did a silly thing today. Oh, this is great. Actually, I went to. Uh, I I was driving with Charlie. I don't to- care. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I don't know how conducive this is going to be to comedy. Okay, I'm sorry. Honestly. You know what? That 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 was bad. That was I take. I'm going to take that note. But I take that note. Let me try again. Okay, give it to me again. Okay. I was driving with Charlie, and we were uh, going to pick up uh, some. We had ordered some baked goods from like a local <laughs> from a local bakery called Num- <laughs> That's not. That's super okay, not fun. nice. That's actually funny. <laughs> From a local bakery called the Mo- <laughs> That's fucking good. Local bakery called Namada. Okay, I hate it now. I've turned oh. around on it. <laughs> That's still pretty good for me. Um, the- she's the funniest. Awuga. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I left my air horn. Noise. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. I don't appreciate the fact that Travis sort of nominated himself to be the heel turn. It yeah. uh, wasn't me. But listen, well, I will say, uh, I I think uh, this is a very collaborative effort. If one of you wants to make a heel turn and I can stick with being nice, we could try that. All right, Travis, you do a nice thing. And then, Griff, do you want to be like the bad boy? Or? I can try. Do you guys think you could call me Donkey Dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking that could be his name. What about Donkey Dick Dave? No, just that's because I'm Griffin. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, got it. Okay, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Your support, oh, yeah, during this time has just meant so much to us, and like people telling their <laughs> friends about the yeah. show. Hey, Donkey, Donkey Dick, Dick likes it. Donkey Dick likes it too. Okay, well that's nice. <laughs> that's that's good. more that's... supportive than I expected. From... <laughs> Pretty good oh, from Donkey Dick. Yeah, okay. And so I guess from Donkey Dick and all of us, thank you for supporting my brother, my love brother. Love to your love to your family from Donkey Dick. <laughs> okay. Was it, okay. Is this sorry, Donkey Dick, not to quite is this sincere or Yeah, it's fuck it's yeah. But it's the okay. way he's saying it and the na- the fact that his name is Donkey Dick is mean. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Justin, do you want to try saying something nice? Let Donkey Dick play off of that energy? Uh, <laughs> well, there can't be. Hold up, hold up, hold up. There can't be two of us bad and me at the same time. So let me hold on. Give me a second. Okay, I just put Donkey Dick in the drawer, Justin. <laughs> now, wait, Griffin, I've wait, lost Griffin. the plot now. Am I nice or mean? But you get to wait, be, Griffin. You say something and let okay. Justin. You be the heel, Justin, and you react to it. Uh, okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I got stung uh, by a big bee yesterday. Shut uh, up and tell jokes. I got oh, that's stung by too real. This is the start of the joke. So, like, if you would be chill for like a fucking sorry, second. my bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like you didn't know. The construction of the sentence was as such that go it ahead. could have just, just been an anecdote. No, so go I ahead. Think. It's fine. Okay, so I got stung uh, by a bee, a big bee, yesterday, right on my face. Is this still the beginning? Yeah. Go for it. So I I was playing around in the backyard yesterday, playing some baseball with my friends, and a big bee came around and stung. I'm getting me. pretty worked up for the joke. Stung me right on my fanny. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this the, was that the joke? No, it's still the setup. I've said that part. I'm getting already. amped. I'm getting amped for it over here. So I was looking for the epipen that I need to keep oh, myself fuck. alive. 
and uh, I came inside and I found Burn it. Burn it down. Go for it. This is the moment right now. I found it in the kitchen drawer. We're and I, ready. Drop it. I jabbed it into my butt and then I realized it was a regular Bic uh, pin. Just a regular Bic pin. And I put a bunch of ink in my butt. So did you die? No, I didn't die. I'm here. We're recording the show with you now. Oh. Do the joke. That was, sorry. I'm sorry. That was the joke. Say it funnier. I stubbed a stabbed a fucking Bic pin in my ass cheeks and poop uh, oh. happened. <laughs> do do another do four more jokes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'd love to get some alts on that. You want the same? <laughs> Could you give us another the- read? I would love to hear another read on the punchline for just for safety. Okay. Uh, so, but then I looked down and it turned out it wasn't my EpiPen. Uh, it it was it was um a charms blow pop, <laughs> and it went it went in. Um, can you do it again, but without the brand name? Yeah, uh, I went in. I when I pulled it out, I realized it wasn't my EpiPen. It was a, a lollipop with bubble EpiPen's gum. EpiPen's a brand name. It wasn't my allergies. It wasn't my life's uh, energy life saving allergies pen. It was a uh, lollipop with bubble gum inside. A little faster. Fuck. Uh, I'm just gonna comment. Sorry, I'm just uh, I, I'm just a producer. But I, a real quick note: What if it was an EpiPen? Can you try that? Wait, but he just said I shouldn't do it. No, but I don't say oh, the brand right, name. Right, right. But okay, it was. You, but you, you did you. find. Okay, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I stabbed. Uh, so, give me. Cl- can I get some clicks for the yeah, edit? Here. So I poked it into my butt, and when I looked down, it was my uh, life-saving allergy dispenser, and I felt better, and my butt didn't hurt anymore. And I went back outside and finished the baseball game with my friends. You are on some next level shit right now. I'm loving this. See, uh, Travis, I'll be honest. I was nervous about this energy, but I think it's really amped up the show. I think this is a show now. I'm psyched out of my mind. Yeah, I'm psyched out of my mind. Let's fucking tear into it. Let's ride this wave. I had a kitchen-sized trash can with a latch-closed lid that broke a few years ago. Can you imagine if a friend of yours came up to you and started a story that way? And it's like, this is going to be a boring story. No friend of mine would tell me a story like this. Okay, but to be fair, Justin, our show conceit is not impress us. (laughs) It's not bring your funniest tale. (laughs) I'm I'm still in the heel turn phase. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want people to juice it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Hook me. I finally replaced it and left the trash can and its broken lid out with my garbage. When the trash people came, they left the empty trash bin with my other larger empty trash bins. How do I signal to the trash service people this is part of my trash? You know that they, do you know how long this person probably agonized over trash service people? There's gotta be, what's the what's the best way of saying this? Trash collector. Trash, Tra- well, trash collectors makes it sound like Sanitati- it's not a job. It's sanitation workers. Sanitation workers San- is probably dummies. better. Trash man is bad. Trash yeah, man is bad. How do I throw away this trash can? Am I doomed to have it sitting next to my big bins forever? That's from Scrap Stooge in Somerville. I have had this exact I think we problem. all have. It, 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 trash cans aren't immortal. And we have yeah. one way. We have one legal, ethical way of getting rid of them. But it. But and and that is in that one way. There is a loophole that renders the whole thing kind of kind of inert. Um, what I did once when I was moving away uh, from an apartment in Chicago is I um, I picked up a big cinder block and dropped it on the big plastic trash can until it became smaller pieces that would then uh-huh. fit inside of the second trash can. 
I see. I, let me tell and you. That's what, just that's just recycling one hundred and one. I'll tell you what you don't do because I've run into this before. You don't put the bigger can or the smaller can inside the bigger can because then you run into the the chance that someone opens it and goes, "Oh, this can is pregnant. I can't throw anything away in here." Wanna, yeah, yeah, because this is the the this trash can is going to have a baby soon, and that's a problem. I solved it by moving, and I just left the old trash cans, and that's their problem now. Mm. I can. And the other lesson I learned is that there's a few things in life that you should spend a little bit more money on. Um, and what, number one on that list for me is like there's some things that are disposable and like doesn't matter. Get like a wonderful trash can oh, that yeah. you want to live with you forever. I I bought I cheaped out when I first moved into our first house, and I got uh, I I hated that trash can forever. I could never get rid of it. So next time. I, get yourself a great trash can. Oh a, yeah, a trash can that does everything. Your your family, your lover, your your Whoa. your security blanket, whatever you need. This trash probably can not your love. You. Probably not, not your lover. lover. Not your well, lover. Well, but I guess that is how trash cans get pregnant. I have that is uh, true. I have another solution you could try though that I didn't have the guts. I, I can I just say to, to your point? Can I just say real quick before you say the solution? Say anything. Get a trash can with good wheels. You need good good wheel action. I mean, I think in the wheels, maybe get your own trucks for it. You know what I mean? Really, like, get down there and lube them up if you need to. When Good. we're born, we should all be assigned a thick granite, unbreakable, sturdy yes. trash can. That is our trash can that we use for our life. And then when we die, we get ashed up into it. And then that's, like, it is our literal constant companion into yeah. into eternity. That's, that's what happens I, that's in what The Giver. Yeah, yes. That's basically what The Giver is about. Uh, here's one that I, I think you should try. Get a, get a can of spray paint. Okay. And spray paint. This is trash on oh. yourself, and that'll remind oh. you to spray paint. This is trash <laughs> on the can, so that, it's kind of a reminder. You know that doesn't help, though, right, Juice? Right. If I see a trash can that says "This is trash" on it, I will think, <laughs> "Yep, that is yep. that is where the trash goes." <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. You're right. I think it would be way more confusing if you had to write on trash cans you didn't want to throw away. This isn't trash. Because then if I, the sanitation worker, come along and see it, I think, well, I guess I leave that one alone? I think every town should have a volcano in it. Okay. Because I think that there's a, I think there's a, we have a few cans here in Austin. I got a, got a compost bin, got a recycling, and I got a little garbage can. And that's all great. But then there's stuff like other trash cans. There's stuff like, uh, you know, Electronics, I don't know if that's great to put in there. Something with like a big battery in it. No thanks. Fucking oil. When you get oil out of the pan, I'm still not quite sure what people are supposed to do with that. We should have Volcano. And you can't use it all the time. You obviously have to drive to Volcano, but like that's where you throw trash can into. That's uh -huh. where you throw your old oil into. That's where you batteries. throw your batteries. Go right into right obviously. into Volcano. Yeah. And it's perfect because it, all it does, I guess it just goes down in the earth. Like Volcano's not going to overflow because of something you did. You just That's made the I trash think I, truck. The trash truck is outside right now as we're talking. Oh I'm going to go yell at Sandy then. Hold up. Hey, you guys should do a volcano. <laughs> for garbage cans to go in. And electronics and oil. They're laughing. Guys, they're busting the fuck up. They thought that Are was really it? They thought that was fucking hilarious. Do you guys want to hear Yahoo? But they're not going to take it seriously? Uh, no, they laughed in a serious way. Here's a Yahoo that was sent in um, by Adrian Cowles. Thank you, Adrian. It's Yahoo Answers user Anonymous, who I'm going to call um, tr uh, Travis. Asks. No, what? Travis what? asked this. Travis McRoy asked, 
okay to take all the pepperoni from the pizza? Mm. I love pepperoni on my pizza. So while at my neighbor's house, I picked all the pepperonis off and I put it <laughs> and I put it on my slices. I figured I like it, so why not? Well, my rude neighbor said, "I guess I'll have cheese pizza." What's this guy's problem? You're supposed to please your guest, right? Some people really shouldn't entertain. Whoa. Mm. Whoa, that went places. So what's the question? Is it okay to take the pepperonis off the pizza and put it on my slices? And who's all of at it? fault? <laughs> says, I mean, it says all of it, yeah. I picked okay, all the pepperonis Okay, at a certain point. Off. Yeah. And even getting out of the realm of, like, manners or, or etiquette or whatever, to overload one slice with all of the pepperonis is obscene. There's no seen amount of pepperonis. You yeah, would go to you're... eat it, and it'd be like, oh, it's piled. It's piled with them discs. That's too much. Yeah, and you're gonna get uh, upset, Tommy. I do love pepperoni, though. Damn. I think the problem is putting all the pepperonis on either your one slice that you're gonna eat or like your half of the pizza. I think if you are gonna rearrange them, you slide the pepperonis around so that it's every other slice. Mm. has double the pepperonis from the it's adjacent let's say one to the left slice gets moved all over to it and then whenever you're eating the pizza you just prioritize those pieces do you know what i mean and so maybe you'll get away with it that way um it certainly you know they'll almost certainly eat one of the heavy pepperoni slices but you're gonna be ahead of the game i can i just say how much i enjoy neighbor who if i understood the question correctly it was their party and says, um, I guess I'll have cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. And the other person's like, how rude. <laughs> like, well, hold on. It's like you stabbed him and he said, well, I guess I'll just bleed to death. And you're like, jerk. I love that those two things are equivalent in Travis's yeah. mind. Well, not exactly the same, same but they're close. Is it, do you, if you are a guest at someone's home and they serve you pizza that they have either purchased or prepared, and you do the thing with the napkin where you blot up all the grease off the pizza. So rude. Is that that's rude, right? I remember the first time I saw someone do this and I loudly announced that they had ruined pizza forever for everyone. Huh. Yeah. Um, but eventually you got every once in a while you got to. It's not dirt. To. It's not dirt. It's not dirt. It's not dirt. It's oil that the pizza dirt. sweated out when it got cooked <laughs> like that. <laughs> do you think and it's you- rude if I went to a party and someone's serving pizza and I folded it in half? And then folded it in half again. So I had like one big triangle. And you kept doing that until it disappeared. Yeah. And then you said, Yeah. Is that rude? Yeah. Cause some people would, I get it. It was an amazing trick. I've never seen anything like it in my life, but there are people who want to eat it. But see, but then here's the thing the prestige is later they drive home and they go to get their nightgown out of their drawers. They open their drawer. There's the whole pizza sitting Mm. there with, with nary a crease. That's good. That's that's the pre- now. Is it still rude? No. Now it's cool. There you go. Um, this is obviously uh, a profoundly bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you have a maybe a misunderstanding of the sort of host guest relationship. Yes. Um, if I prepare dinner for you when you come to my house. You need to eat it even if it is nasty, muddy, <laughs> shitty garbage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't get to complain about it. You're supposed to, you, you do eat it. I want to make you feel comfortable in my home, but I will not accept any notes or criticism about how I decide to go about doing that. Now, hold on. I'm Now I am confused because I thought the question asker went to someone else's home 
Yes. Took all the pepperoni yes. off of the pizza and applied it to one slice. And then the homeowner, the host, said, right. I guess I'll just eat cheese pizza. So, but that is the thing of like, how far does the host need to go to please the guest? If I'm the guest and I'm like, your TV's nicer than mine, I'm going to take it. Fair. Because I want you to be a good host and I'm uh, the guest and this is my plasma now. As you, you steal. can't take your host's plasma though. No, they, they need, need that. that to live. Well, That's no, like you the- put that in a centrifuge and you can just p- fill it with saline and put that back in. Yeah. Travis is a doctor, so. Yep. Um,. <laughs> I no, I just, for me, I needed beer money a couple times in college, and here we are. But, okay, what if I, as the guest, say, I'm not that hungry, I'm just going to have one slice, but also, and then I throw but, the <laughs> rest of the pizza in the garbage, because I'm like, but I don't want you to have any either, and as the guest, I, hmm. what I say goes. That could be cool. You could pull out a big, stinky, dirty, old bag of your own pepperoni from like your jacket pocket and like open it up and be like, oh, I was going li- to load up my slices with this sweet red meat. God, I love this stuff so much, but oh, smell this bag of pepperoni I brought. That's not good anymore. But mm-hmm. fuck, I do need to eat a lot of pepperoni today. My doctor said, oh, well, <laughs> I guess I'll start shuffle shuffle up and deal oh this smell this meat oh my god no if only there was some other way do you want to just take the rest of the pepperoni off the pizza i mean it is for medicine so <laughs> i mean i i would hate for you to die yeah i will and i will if, yeah. i guess i'll just have cheese pizza <laughs> Let um, me go rinse. Now- o- let me go rinse off my stinky bag of pepperoni in the sink and see if that. <laughs> nope, it's not helping. Still smells bad. Uh, announcement: I have a new segment for the show. Oh. Uh, this is the TikTok. Um, TikTok. The don't TikTok. Come on, there's something there. Come on, TikTok. A clock. TikTok a clock. Okay. There we go. Sucks. I knew it's there. TikTok a clock. Weirdly, for no reason that I can discern, uh, uh, clips of our show have become popular on the social video sharing app TikTok, which I describe like that because I'm 39 years old. Uh, I don't know how to find these videos. I have to be shown them. This is a way that other grownups can get, can see these is have. <laughs> Your uh, uh, sister-in-law, Riley, show you. Yep. Mm. And she will show you the TikToks if you want to see them. But they use clips of our show um, illegally, but that's fine. Um, And I want to, here's what I wanted to do. They take our sound and then they put new video to them and help craft a tapestry. And they have had to make do with what we've already done. Yeah. Unintentionally for not that. They've For for not, not that. For not that. So what? TikTok o'clock is about is we are going to be creating some sounds that they can then repurpose into like a cogent. That's great. Narrative. Yeah. Some some bespoke TikTok content. The rules are this: uh, one of us will begin, the other two must answer. It can either relate or not relate, but it's just three lines because we got to keep the TikTok snappy. Yeah, I think they can only be like eight or nine seconds. Like. I think they can be like a minute. I've seen some pretty long. And I'm, ones. are we trying to create a narrative? It it's not incumbent on us to create a narrative. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, uh, Justin, you begin, and I'll respond, and then Griffin can finish up. Okay. 
Hey guys, I got a brand new Wendy's life hack for you. Wait, wait till you see this, you're gonna lose your mind. I, I'm sorry, I can't. Has anyone seen my pants? A spaghetti for sale? <laughs> see, that's a good TikTok. That yeah? Funny to that's me. a good TikTok. Okay, Griffin, you start one. Okay. Uh, it can be like, uh, hey, hey everybody, I have a hot new makeup t- uh, tutorial for you. It goes a little something like this. Oh, Travis and I should have discussed. Oh, yeah. I just we assumed you go next. Give it to me again. Give it to me okay. again. Hey, everybody. I have a hot new makeup tutorial. I think you're just going to love it. First, you eat the sponge, and then... No, hold on. Because teens are going to eat the sponges, Justin. Don't eat the... Okay, and, and I need a okay. little bit more than that, Justin. Not... Yeah, you're right, Travis. You're right, Travis. I'm so sorry. Griffin, give it to me one more time. Hey, everybody. Here comes a hot new makeup tutorial for you. First, you don't eat the sponge, and then you wait. Anyways, here's some Walking Dead spoilers. <laughs> I think we could do one more. Yeah? Trav, Trav you can kind of start a tapestry. Okay. And then we'll weave it okay. so it'll be more TikTok appropriate. Oh, okay. Um. Hey, you guys need to get ready, or we're gonna be late for Derek's birthday party at, at Mickey D's. Um, I don't have a strapless dress, so I'm gonna cut up my socks. Spaghetti for sale? Spaghetti strap dress, you mean? These dogs no. are barking. Shit, fuck. We talked all over each other. We really fucked that one up, guys. That's a, gonna be a good one, though. So, any one of those you wanna use, TikTokers, as God, I hope you call yourselves that. No. Fuck. I think it's TikTokists. TikTok. <laughs> That's been uh, TikTok o'clock. Um, how about another question? Yes. Is that the way to go? Yes. I opened my mail to find a birthday card from my Grammy Kern. Aww. It was very sweet. She even included a check written out to me for $100. Holy shit. There is one problem, though. I have no idea who Grammy Kern is, and my birthday is not in April. Huh. Both? What? Whoa. Both the card and the check have my correct name and address on it. I tried to find Grammy Kern on Facebook, but had no such luck. What should I do here? Would it be wrong to attempt to cash the check or do I throw it away? 100 bucks would be really nice in these trying times, but is it the right thing to do? Please help Vexed in Virginia. Fuck. It is made out to you. Doozy, it's got your correct name and address on it. So I, I, the only logical thing, you, this person knows who you are, even if you don't know who they are. So the, they have decided to give you one hundred dollars, knowing who you are and where you live. I think you're oh, good. But oh, but oh, there's a but. risk here that this is some kind of strange social contract kind of catfish where you accept the hundred dollars and then they roll up and like, Hey, uh, I need to stay with you for like a week while my place gets renovated. And you're like, well, you can't like, Whoa, you didn't seem to think you didn't know me when you cashed my hundred dollar check. Oh, that's a dang, that's a legitimate concern. See, I was going to say there was a worry that maybe Grammy current, like maybe your name is like, Dylan Smith or something, and she just like Googled Dylan Smith, and somebody had fully, fully doxed you, uh-huh. and they she just wrote a check to the first Dylan Smith she found at Google. I mean, I guess ideal. that's possible, but uh, you know, I, I'm gonna go more with the weird catfishing thing of just needing yeah. a place to stay for a week. It does feel that way, right? Like if you cash it, then they get your like 
I don't know what information they would, like how eager you were to cash it. Yeah. And they can use that to start to build a profile. Well, this feels a little bit like, you know, you, I, if you push this button, I'll give you a million dollars, but someone somewhere someone will, on die. will die. And it will be Grammy Kern. And it'll be Grammy Kern. Cash this check. That's a hundred free dollars. But just, you will have to pay for it in some form or function down the line. And the juice is running I do need to know more about what the birthday card said because if there were more, per- and and it could be something like "Dear uh, Dear Vex in Virginia" with red with uh, red hair and the shirt that has an elephant on it, and they are describing the shirt you wear every day that has an elephant on it. I guess uh-huh. because this is like Doug, and you wear the same card, the same outfit every day. But you That's, have Auburn hair, and you're like, hmm. ah, fuck. Could this be me? Or what if it said inside, like, from Grammy Kern, I wish you were my grandkid because my real grandkid sucks. Every year, I choose someone at random to send $100 to instead of my grandkid who I do not like. sucks this year. It is (laughs) you. Congratulations. You send a card to the grandkid. It's like, I did it again. (laughs) Sorry. I need you to spin this on Beyblades and send pictures of yourself with your Beyblades <laughs> to my dipshit grandson, Dylan. Here's his Instagram handle. Really tear him the fuck up. Throw the Beyblades in the in the garbage can and make him watch. Love, Grammy Kern. Um, let's take a break and head on into the money zone so we can buy Beyblades. Hey, Justin and Griffin. Yep. Do you like to be entertained? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah, you do. Then I bet you'll like Audible. Audible has so much to offer you. You got to stop gyrating your hips while you're talking about this, I Travis. I can't, The way buddy. you're doing it. We got some free time nowadays as we're spending a lot more time safely indoors. And it's time that you were entertained. The hip gyration, Trav, I'm begging you, bud. You I'm, begging, I'm begging you, bud. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> sit down in a chair if you have to. Oh, oh I'm God, doing it in the chair chip. over. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, Audible Originals, Daily News Digest, and soothing audio experience. You're sweating so much. Like, how are you doing that? Like, you're making the sweat come out. Oh, yeah. Audible is entertaining. <laughs> Can I tell you? Okay, listen, all gyrating aside. <laughs> there is a really, really wonderful. It's my favorite NPR show every Sunday morning. All gyrations put my feet up. Uh, there is a wonderful kind of, I guess, series. It's like a podcast series on Audible that is narrated by Stephen Fry, and it's called Victorian Secrets, and it's all about like the seedy underbelly of the Victorian era. Uh, and it is so good, and it's like got this amazing sound design, and like there's like actors playing Victorian era people. Like it is wonderful, and Badass. like Teresa, yeah, Teresa and I like could not stop listening to it. And it, you know, it, I listen. I've been a big fan of audiobooks forever, and so I've been an Audible subscriber for as long as I can remember. But there's so much more than audiobooks. You know, they've got podcasts, news, all kinds of things there. So if you haven't checked out Audible in a while, you have to go. Go to audible.com slash brother or text brother to 500500. That's audible.com slash brother. 
Meandy's back again, and they have the softest dang underwear and other stuff uh, in the whole wide world. They are softer than soft. They are sustainable, these underpants, and they do have fun prints uh, with unicorns, mermaids, uh, cool colors, uh, dots and stripes, all kinds of great stuff. I'm wearing some right now. Uh, these ones have little peace signs on them, but they're a bunch of different colors, and I love that. It's a. They also got a, a monthly subscription membership service that will send you new pairs right to your house and uh, or apartment or whatever, and you can have just a whole underwear full of uh, an underwear drawer full of fun. And uh, you also get some site-wide savings and exclusive sales with this here membership. They also have matching pairs. Uh, if you have a love or a friend who you want to uh, maybe step over some boundaries with, and you can share <laughs> the same underwear uh, uh, designs with them, uh, you can uh, get a, a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. Uh, and I, can't, I cannot vouch for these underwear and other things enough. You can get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash MyBrother. All one word. That's MeUndies.com slash MyBrother. Hey, I'm Mallory O'Mara, a weird fiction reader who enjoys whiskey and owns a book weight. And I'm Bria Grant, a science fiction reader who likes iced tea and reads to escape the world. And we host Reading Glasses, a weekly show that dives into reading suggestions, goals, complaints, and the really important questions like, what are the best reading snacks? And seriously, Mallory, what is a book weight for? Every week, we talk about reading. It's not a book club. You're not going to have to listen to us review a book you haven't read. You just have to be excited about books, authors, the bookish community, writing, and talking about reading. We can literally talk about reading, like, all day long. Reading Glasses. Every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Glasses. (laughs) I thought about doing that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I got another question. Um, I recently decided to get good at roller skating after 19 years of clinging to the walls at the rink. One of the things that has helped me so much has been instructional videos online. A lot of these videos take place in the skate park and show really cool tricks on ramps and bowls and stuff. It has inspired me to eventually try and skate at the park. However, when I've gone to check out the skate parks in my area, there are usually a few or many skateboarders there. I'm scared I'll be made fun of for roller skating there instead of skateboarding. How do I intimidate the skateboarders and take my rightful place as alpha of the park so I don't get made fun of? That's from Scared of Skaters in Tennessee. You know, can I be honest with you guys? I don't know that we're equipped to answer this question, but when I think of skateboarders and skate Mm. parks, do you know who I think of? Who, Travis? Hank Green. Yeah. Oh, um, he's a he's a lifelong grinder. yeah. Yeah, they call him Hank Shredder Green. Hank Shredder mm-hmm. Green, I bet if you think on that for 30 seconds while I'm talking about other things, you'll come up with something better. Uh, I'll give you a little breathing room, and I'll uh, give Hank on. Grinder the... Green? That's nothing. I'm going to give him That's not a, it. A Grinder. <laughs> Tony Hank. <laughs> that was it. We found it. It was Tony Hank. It's ringing. Hello. Shit, it went to voicemail. Hello. No, it's, it's, it's me. God, this oh, is it, it's still no, it's still part of the voicemail. Yeah, this is still part of the trip. Let me come again. Beep, oh, beep, I fooled beep. you. It was just voicemail the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay, I'm making it up. I'm trying again. <laughs> I'll do a speed redial. Hi there, brothers. It's oh, me, for- Hank Green. Hank, were you screening Hi, your calls? You did. You yeah, didn't take. Well, I don't. You're not in my. You're not in my phone bank. Whatever they call that. Oh. The, the Hank. Phone bank. The Hank. I think they called the Hank Bank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. Um. Hey. 
uh, you've, uh, uh, I know that I don't want to distract you because I mm-hmm. know that uh, a beautifully foolish endeavor, your new book comes out July 7th. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're geared up to to make the rounds on Maury and all the other talk shows. But huh. if I could, bo- can I bother you for a second? Yeah, sure. Hit me. Uh, we got a listener who is into skating, like roller skating. Mm. And they want to go to a skate park, but they're afraid of getting like sort of intimidated by skateboarders. By the skateboarders. And we know that you're a pretty, yeah. you're like a grindy crust punk. Yeah. And we were hoping Hank, that you could. Hank Grinder Green. Uh, also See? Tony uh, Hank. See? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Depending I on think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Um, yeah. And and obviously my new book, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor, is about skate skating of various yeah, kinds. Oh. it up, yeah. Having wheels under your feet of all it's kind of it's, sure, sure. it's kind of a spiritual successor to Gleaming the Cube, from what I understand. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is. It's a skate movie. Okay. Now, Hank, can I ask, within your book, is the foolish endeavor um, deciding to get good at skating after 19 years of not being good at skating? Yeah. Because that, yeah, for me... It, it does generally end in broken elbows. I'm not sure yes. why... This is the thing. It, it's back, though. It's definitely back. I've seen it. Um, I've seen the youth are roller skating again, and they look very. They look very cool. I will say. Well, oh, that sure. Thing. Yeah. Of wait, course, wait, the youth are. I have become only more brittle and awkward as mm-hmm. I have aged. I don't look at my adult body now and think this could take falling down a bunch. You guys know that I'm actually a pretty good. I actually am a fairly good rollerblader, but I feel like this is like deeply uncool to be a rollerblader right now. I used to play roller hockey in Florida, so I would put wheels on my feet and I would run fast into other boys, and that was my that was like my recreation. I feel like there's, and maybe Hank, you can inform us of this, but I feel like there's an amount of time where if you don't put wheels on your feet, you should never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> there is a wind. I don't know if it's days, weeks, months, years, but I definitely feel like there is a window where one morning you wake up and you think, if I put wheels on my feet today, uh-huh. I will die. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I got- it's like the opposite of the saying about riding a bike. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like once you learn to ride a bike, you never forget. But if you go more than 36 hours without wheels on your feet, give it <laughs> yeah, up. It's short. It ain't long. Is it? You're sitting here thinking, like, oh, what is it? Like 10 years without wheels on your feet? And you can't, nah, bud. It's, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably about. I would say two months. Yeah, it's two Ooh, months. That's so gracious for me. We're getting really close to one of my chief shames here, and I didn't expect <laughs> this to happen. But it is that I bought a pair of Heelys as an adult man. I think I was uh-huh. probably in my thirties. Hank, and I, Hank? I bought. Are you okay, Griffin? Did I lose? Did, did I lose your? Did I lose all credibility in your you eyes? You can't just say in your thirties because with each passing year, thirty-two <laughs> is twice as shameful as thirty-one. So I need to. It, there are, it, it there are oceans, uh, oceans between <laughs> yeah. the years when we're talking about Healy purchase. Uh, I, I, th- I, would, I would, I would, I would wager that I was th- early thirties. Even uh, okay. that, oh, Hank. Thir- are we talking thirty-three? Because that's Jesus' we- age, Hank. <laughs> Could have been thirty-three. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. It's probably it may no, have been thirty-four. I, this is the rest of this. The, I'm sorry, Hank. I'm sure you wanted to talk about your book and everything, but the rest well, of this no, segment is about the, the thing you just Griffin. said. Okay. Well, no, unfortunately, I need to know why you decided buying oh Healy's was cool. I, have, be- I actually have the solution. That thank you to Hank Green. This is the <laughs> this is the play, right? Okay. You show up uh, in your roller skates, ready to shred. You have a friend. Let's say a Hank Green type. 
show up on the same day wearing Heelys. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. You start bullying. As soon as they show up, mm. you're like, hey, get a load of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, fellow skaters, get a load of this guy in the Heelys. Can you believe this? Yeah, no, I will say. You. Yeah. You run the risk with that plan, Justin, of then you start doing that and all the skateboarders are like, hey, bullying's not cool. I think everyone Mm. should be allowed to wheel however they want. And then the Hank Green type is welcomed into the skateboarder circle and you're kind of shunned for being a bully. You do it opposite where I show up in my Heelys and then I start bullying you like loudly when you show up in your roller skates and then all the people at the skate park are like, that's not cool, man. And then I have to like slunk off into, into well, the roll off. darkness. Yeah, well, I never got that good at it. So I probably would just walk <laughs> and yeah. uh, into the darkness and, and then you are you are forever in the good graces of the skateboarders. Yeah. It's, I'm it's surprised. Like Hank, Hank and John have built a business around DFTBA. Don't forget to bully always. And that, and that, and then he is just riding the company line right now. Another, another great option, Hank. I know you have some clout in uh, Hollywood. Uh, you could just make sure that, and, and you're doing this as a favor to this question asker. You could get Greenlit a revival. That's of- what they call it when one of Hank's projects is approved. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, industry slang. Yeah. Sure. Uh, get Greenlit a revival of uh, Disney's Brink, yep. starring Eric Von Detten. Uh, the, and you got to get Eric Von Detten, who I just Googled. He is currently working at a precious metals asset management firm. So he is oh, really? out of the business of movie making <laughs> and has been for a bit. But I bet, I mean, it's just like falling off a log. Mm-hmm. Uh, you No, wait, hold on. I'm thinking about it. If he's been working in precious metals for this long, he probably hasn't had wheels on his feet for. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So whoa. You don't know that. I bet he straps wheels on his feet every day. Hank J- Golden just stays wheels. fresh for Brink That's 2. Right. Can I make a suggestion? Can I say something to you, Hank? Sure. And yeah. this is a little too judgy. And I want to get your thoughts on it because I feel like we've talked too much. But like, we've been in kind of a weird, I don't know if you heard about the virus and stuff, but it's uh-huh. been like, a. everybody's been kind of quarantined for a while. Mm-hmm. Can I say, I'm worried that if you have not taken this opportunity to get good at the Heelys, it probably is not going to happen. Well, here's what happened. Does that feel happens. like fair? Here's what happened is uh, one day I, I thought, where are my Heelys? And they weren't in my house anymore. And so huh. this is why you get married. This is the whole reason. This is the oh. purpose. Mm. It's so that, so that you're, so the person you love can think, this is something that they are not proud of and I can just make it go away. And I don't know where those Heelys went, but they are, they do, I do no longer own them. Huh. They're on me. I'm wearing them right now. Oh, I'm going all around the office. I look cool as heck. I bet you do. I feel like we fixed this. Um, Hank, uh, tell us about your book. Uh, I wrote, people, why? Why? And like in a in a sexy way, like that lets people know why they should absolutely get it. Mm, adventure. It's about. It's about adventure. It's about the the, the things that happen when you get famous on the internet. It's also about mm. the platforms that control us. Uh, and how how ridiculously powerful they are, and how much of our brains they take up, and what they might look like in the future. It's a science fiction adventure story about young people trying to make their way in the world. Um, wow! It's cool. Does it have cool? Does it have cool fights? It's got. It does have cool fights. The second one has a lot of cool fights. Actually, it was really fun. Fuck yeah. Uh, I didn't What's the first one called? In case people only want to want to catch up. Yeah, the first cool fight. Uh, what did you call the first cool fight? Is it like swords? Yeah. Swords? Uh, the battle of knives. Sw- lower there sword. There are there are giant robots. I I thought, think people might be into that. Um, and there's pun- mostly punching. Um, 
And the first one's called a, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. And it's available cheap on audio if you want to go that route and catch up real quick. Did you read it? I did not. It's from the perspective of, it's the story is like a memoir of a 23-year-old woman. So it would be weird if I read it. Hey, yeah, one last question about your book. Uh-huh. Did you come up with some kind of cool futuristic like substitute for money? Yeah, what are they called? Creds? Zerks? <laughs> cyber, cyber chips? Zinny? The problem is that, yes. I'm yeah. not. Oh, God dang it. That makes it sound bad. Well, no, not well, bad. What? It's just my favorite thing about writing any kind of sci-fi or fantasy is having yeah. to, at some point, sit down and think, what am I going to call money? Because <laughs> I can't <laughs> just call it money. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's money. There, there's still regular money. But then there is, in the second book, it's kind of... It's kind of an important plot point that a new currency does get developed and starts to to take on some credibility. Is it Bitcoin? So, so you didn't just make up a future currency. You wrote a book. Travis got it like right to the quick. You wrote the whole <laughs> book about new cyber money. Right. And I'm, I've also, I'm launching the cyber money on uh-huh, Tuesday. There it is. And you can yes. get in on the ground floor. <laughs> get yourself <laughs> some me. Hank Green. <laughs> oh, a I'm leaving. Yes, Bye. thank you, Hank. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for the help. I can't stay any longer. Grind off. Grind off into the sunset. I want a munch. I want to munch. Welcome to Munch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast about the latest and greatest brand eating. I have some current munch. Don't have to dig back into the nooks and crannies of history. The courtesy of Mark. Um and uh here's the headline folks the 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 rumors are true Baskin Robbins and Bud Light seltzer pairings are the summer drinks you never oh knew you needed. Ooh. There was so much information in that sentence that Baskin I did not Robbins. know and it all sucked. 31 flavors and Bud Light seltzer pairings are the summer drinks you never knew you needed. Whether your idea of the perfect summer refreshment comes in a scoop or a skinny can, (laughs) no matter which (laughs) which flavor of pervert you are, (laughs) we've got you covered. We've got an idea that'll take your summer plans up a notch. Oh, We've partnered with Bud Light to dream up delectable hard seltzer and Baskin-Robbins pairings for you to sip on all summer long. And then this thing's, this is where it goes next. Hard seltzers are crisp, refreshingly bubbly beverages that have gained immense popularity, especially since big name brewer Bud Light entered the game earlier this year. That, yeah, they're so incredibly popular that we're using the second paragraph to tell you what they are. (laughs) And more than that, it really kind of seems uh, like a a flagrant lie to say that they became popular once Bud. Entered, the, entered game. the game, uh, the uh, especially since big name brewer Bud Light entered the game earlier this year with four flavors, including lemon lime, strawberry, black cherry, and mango. If you've tried all the flavors and are looking for a new way to liven up your seltzer, yes. because who isn't? We've got four tasty ways to do just that. Bud Light seltzer features natural carbonation and quality ingredients like sparkling water, real cane sugar, 
and natural fruit flavors. That's right. Bud Light Seltzer is the perfect drink for, for you health nuts out there <laughs> looking, to, looking to eat clean. Bud Light Seltzer. It's the perfect canvas for an adult ice cream float. Okay. So they've been kind of dancing around. They've been hinting at like the thesis statement of this press release. And there you have it. Put some ice cream in your seltzer. Hey, we're, ba- we're Baskin Robbins, and we want to get you fucked up. <laughs> it says, scoop a healthy spoonful of the Baskin Robbins flavor and drop it into your glass or blend the two together for a fruity frizzing cocktail. Folks, huh? before you heard this press release, if you went to a friend's house and you said, what are you drinking? And they said, I dumped some Baskin Robbins into a Bud Light seltzer. You would call the police. <laughs> you, would ha- you would have them put on some sort of watch to make sure that they uh, did not destroy themselves because this is a desperate person. But now that you've seen this press release, it's a fun summer trend, uh, just, I guess. Can I say that the most troubling thing about that, if, if, if a friend, a former friend of mine had done this, is the forethought that it would take to be able to engage in this beverage because I don't know that you can buy like pints of Baskin Robbins. I think you have to go to the store to get it, at which point you would sit there and think, well, I've got the Bud Seltzer mango in the fridge, so I'm going to go on a 40-minute round trip to go grab some BR to really complete the picture. Clarify for me, Justin, are they making these... In house at Baskin Robbins, or are they just is this a press release saying like, hey, we thought, hey, <laughs> one thing you could do, it's a one thing you could do when you go home is get some Bud Light seltzer and dump this ice cream into it. That's fucking wild. Do you think that's that's what? No, it's absolute madness, especially considering like I want to get fucked up, but I want to do it really slowly because I melted a slurry of ice cream into it and I want it to be like half butter. It's the ideal drink. Delicious. Thank you. But this is like, they don't think seltzer don't, is good. But you know what would bring it home? Some melty milk in it. They don't like, they don't do this with other shit. Baskin Robbins has never put out a press release before that's like, do you like our Rocky Road ice cream? You should take it home and put <laughs> Nutella on it. You're welcome. We love you. Baskin Robbins. Don't forget. From three days before this press release came out, June 26th, stay cool this summer with cotton candy crackle drink recipes from Baskin Robbins. First up, the cotton candy crackle pina colada. It's going to start with two and a half ounces of white rum, two ounces of pina colada mix, one four ounce scoop of cotton candy crackle ice cream, a cup of ice, and then you make it in a blender and then you drink it because Baskin Robbins is done fucking around. We're done. They're, they know you want to get fucked up. You're, this situation that we're all in will not be fixed by ice cream. But maybe yeah. if you put some rum in it, maybe that would be enough we, to to, uh, to create a balm. We know your kid just had a big softball game. So you're looking to get him a treat. But also, your boss has really been riding you at the office. <laughs> Don't you worry. Baskin Robbins has you covered on both fronts, friends. TCBY already beat us. We're fucking done. Have a take a fucking sip, babes. It's over. You know, it's <laughs> Try like, Baskin Robbins toffee crunch with a big heaping spoonful of cocaine. <laughs> uh, I think that the last uh, the last step of this uh, pina colada, cotton candy crackle pina colada recipe is uh, 
uh, uh, pour into a hurricane glass and garnish with a colorful straw. Hey, newsflash, <laughs> if you're the sort of person that's going to mix up a fucking cotton candy cocktail, you are not taking the time to select appropriate glassware. <laughs> How about whatever fucking container that will hold it, including my mouth and body? I got to gram this. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta gram my my defeat. <laughs> hey, everybody! So uh, the influencer Travis here. I've given up. <laughs> everybody, I'm chronicling my de- my descent. <laughs> Here's the first. See you guys in November. Hey, it's Baskin Robbins. I got a great recipe for you. Pick up our new cotton candy flavored ice cream. Go grab yourself a King Cobra malt liquor from the gas station nearby. And oh, what's that? You don't have the ice cream? That's fine still. The no King bowl? Cobras. Just swish them around in your mouth. It'll be great. It'll be so great. This one, this one, okay. This one is a cotton candy crackle mermaid float. Uh-huh. Okay. So this, uh, is eight ounces of lemon lime soda chilled. Okay, so eight ounces of Sprite, one ounce of whipped cream vodka. Oh boy. Uh, and a half ounce of blue curacao and 2.5 ounce scoop of cotton candy crackle ice cream. I did not need a measurement on that. Thank you. Just a scoop. I have a question. Eight ounces of Sprite and one ounce of vodka? What is that supposed to do for me, a man? I'm a 39-year-old man. What do you want me to do with eight ounces of Sprite mixed with an ounce of vodka? It, it does kind of make it seem like whoever the watchdogs were who got upset about like Joe Camel seemingly appealing to children are probably yeah. like, hey, um, red flag on this one, too? You're making cocktails for kids. This is a cocktail for teens. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Hey, is your dad out of town this weekend? <laughs> yeah, right. This is the perfect thing. It's blue and has ice cream floating in it. Uh, but thank you, Baskin Robbins, for giving us what we need as a nation. There is a Baskin Robbins near me. So, oh, by the way, oh, I did want to mention one, one thing. Uh, 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 the one of the last things on here. It talks about how you can um, g- go to order.baskinrobbins.com to uh, figure out how to get Baskin Robbins delivered to you. And then the next paragraph is, if you want Bud Light seltzers delivered directly to your doorstep, visit, and they give the link. So this is quite the uh, quite the little one-act play they've written here for us. This is a person that doesn't need to leave the house anymore because both Bud Light seltzer and Baskin Robbins is delivered to their doorstep. Well, they know exactly who they're I'm targeting. Justin, here. I would pause it. That what this is, is them acknowledging that if you have reached the point where you are ready to mix Bud Light Seltzer and Baskin Robbins, you are not safe to drive anymore. No, You have reached the point where you have already fair. been drinking and you thought, you, oh, you know what I want. <laughs> you know what you sounds have, good to me. You've crossed the Bud Light event horizon at that point. No Correct. light can escape. Uh, hey, can I do a quick Yahoo? Sure. This one's sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you. It's from Yahoo Answers user Josh. Slightly pertinent to the the uh, preceding bit, the little skit we just did. Uh, Josh asks, what can I say to sound like I've had beer before? Uh-huh. Are there any words or phrases that could make it sound like I have drank beer before? Thanks. Brewski, for sure. Slide me a brewski is yeah. good. Uh, beer me? If you say like beer me? That's not that's anything, because that was that's like people say that already about other stuff. I think yeah, you got to say something. Uh, there are terms, okay, things like hops. 
Ooh, hops. you can really taste the hops. Oh, I see. Have you ever had Keystone Light? I can't. The hops are a little assertive for me. I'm not really. Yeah, sh- but it's like, oh, hop assertive hops is good. But if you want to be someone who's like into beer, you can be like, mm, hoppy birthday to me. This one is really hoppy. This is a ch- very hoppy one you've given That's me. That's a Bud today. Light Seltzer. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It can't be anything. You're you raise a good point, Travis. It can't be anything where you get caught with it not being that right. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at the ingredient list of whatever you're drinking to make sure hops is in them, is in there. Is hops in here? <laughs> that's not good. That's not good either. Mm, you can really taste the Rocky Mountain water there. You that That's what you just announce, like, loudly, like, mm, malt water and hops. Mm. Can't believe it. Can't beat it. Oh, you know what's a <laughs> malt water, yeast, and hops. You know what's a that's it. Here's, that's the stuff. Here's a power term. Here's a power word that you can use. It's, oh, it's skunked. Oh, this is skunked. Oh, this is. <laughs> oh, this is skunked. Oh, man. Ah. Oh, this is skunked. This freaking this freaking Smirnoff Ice is skunked, baby. Ugh, this the hops skunked. have gone so bad in this one. <laughs> oh, the hops are really skunked in this one. Oh. Oh. Oh, you skunked out the hops. Ah, uh, the brewer skunked the hops for sure the on this brewer, one, guys. The brewer skunked the Anthony Hopkins in this one, huh, gang? <laughs> <laughs> the Jim Brewer skunked uh, the Anthony Hopkins. Uh. <laughs> um, You can talk about how much you hate wine. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, yeah, absolutely. This is, we, we may want to come at this with a little bit more lateral thinking. Because I feel like there's a lot of ways to say things like if I heard someone say things like, uh, uh, you know, oh yeah, Richardson's got a good arm this year, I'd be like, that person has had beer before. Oh, Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think Jeff Gordon's ever gonna reach this play. You have had that is someone who has had beer before. But mm-hmm. may I pitch this? You yeah. take a sip of the beer and you say, you know what this reminds me of? Out on the lake with the boys. Right? That's that's not okay. bad. That's not bad. Because then it, it directly says, I've had an experience with this beer before. If someone said, have you ever had beer before? You say, mm, yeah, the taste reminds me of darts with pawpaw. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he, he snuck me a little sip when I was just eight years old. Get the beer, crack it open. Have a huge guzzle. Don't cough or throw yeah. up. Because it's not going to taste good to you the first no. time. You take a huge drink, and then you just loudly announce, mmm, not a single chunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Because <laughs> that's that, mmm, not a single chunk in this one. Usually Pawpaw's brews, I have to wring out of a cheesecloth. <laughs> not this one, chunk free. What is this? Keystone Light? Wow. Yeah, well, oh, so when smooth. you finish it, look down in the bottom, look straight through the hole and say, mmm, not a winner. And when they're like, what do you mean? Like, oh, you don't know? <laughs> and laugh it off and walk away. Leave them if wondering. You, leave them wondering. You also don't have to drink the beer. I'm assuming you don't want to drink the beer, which is noble. Uh, no. I, you could just crack one open and be like, mm, I can't wait to drink my 10th beer. And then sp- <laughs> <laughs> spill it all over the ground. <laughs> no. Yeah, before you drink it, just be like, mm, my 10th of the day. Can't believe 10th it. 10th beer today. 
<laughs> I promised myself after I finished my novel, I would have my 10th beer of the day. Just get 12 <laughs> cans of beer, pour them all down the toilet, and then scatter them around your yard. And when your friends show up, be like, can someone help me pick up the 12 empty beer cans I drank today? I shouldn't drink any more. Any more of them. <laughs> hey, yeah, we should have, you guys should have partied with me earlier. Everybody was over here. Squiggo, Dumb Phil, everybody. Smart Larry. <laughs> So, Larry, we're all getting absolutely schnackered. You guys can drink <laughs> now if you want. I'll just watch. Yeah, you guys watch, because I'm already pretty schnackered on these beautiful tall boys that I call beer. They were hoppy as hell. They were so fucking hoppy. You should have been here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we We hope that you're hanging in there and doing well. Uh, and, uh, that's the main thing we wanted to get across is just how much we love you. Yeah. That's the big, that's the big thing. Uh, hey, we got a new, uh, graphic novel book coming out here in a couple, uh, next, next week. Holy shit. Yeah. It's the Adventure Zone, uh, Pedals to the Metal, third installment in our adaptation of the Adventure Zone Balance, uh, arc. And, uh, you have just a little bit more time to pre-order that if you want to get it on release day. I just got two big fucking boxes. Chock yeah, full of these, what. chock full of these beauties. Uh, lovely book, lovely book. Very excited for it to be out there. And not Go only, the adv- not only is the book coming out, which you can pre-order at the Adventure Zone, uh, the Adventure Zone We also have a live event, a virtual live event happening on July seventeenth at eight p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be streaming and free to watch. It's going to be featuring us, Carrie, and some very special guests. Uh, and you can get more info on where to watch and buy exclusive signed copies of the books from The Strand at bit.ly slash Live. I don't know if capitalization matters. If it does, TazGN and the L are all capitalized. So bit.ly slash Live. Uh, and you can, you know, watch us do some readings. Uh, we're going to do a Q&A about the book. And you can order signed copies. It's going to be fun as hell. Uh, thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed, which is uh, a, a ter- a, just a terrific album, terrific piece of uh, artistic work, and you should you should listen to it. I got two more quick announcements. One, supporting roles, uh, the D&D live stream that I'm doing, along with some amazing people, uh, we postponed it, uh, and we will be doing it on the 11th. So that is what the, uh, this Saturday when you're listening to this, uh, you can follow the at McElroy family Twitter account or at Travis McElroy. And I will tweet all the links and everything there. So you can check it out. Also, we got new merch, uh, a really cool, wonderful poster. It's for the show. Wonderful. And it is also wonderful. Um, and I would say an extremely gorgeous 20 honey down to business pen that you just have to check mm-hmm. out. You can go to macroymerch.com and check it out there. Uh, and thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org, check out all the great shows there. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo to show Oh, I sure do. This one was also sent in by Adrian Cows. Thank you, Adrian. It's Yahoo Answers. User Bowie asks... <clears throat> Could mashed potatoes be considered a sauce? Huh. <laughs> my name's Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Rocket Ship One, this is Mission Control. Come in. This is Rocket Ship One. Go ahead. Rocket Ship, what's your status on Max Fun Drive? Shouldn't we have seen it by now? Sorry about that, Mission Control. Turns out I miscalculated. Current projected ETA for Max Fun Drive is July 13, but it looks different. It'll be for four weeks, so it's longer than expected, but all readings point to low-key. Oh, that'll be good. But can you verify that there are still special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? Verified. Sweet gifts for new and upgrading members, plus amazing new episodes and even special weekly live streams for charity. Copy that. Rocket ship, can you confirm ETA for Max Fun Drive? 90% probability of Max Fun Drive from July 13 to August 7. Did you say 90%? There were a couple of decimal places and I might have carried a zero wrong. I'm just going to pencil in July 13 to August 7. Mission Control out. <laughs>